SoFoRadio.com. As a matter of fact, I swallowed one of these about two hours ago. And the explanation is that it is in fact my hand. Everything, it seemed, was all right. And that is a record. Get out of that groove and you've had it. It's amazing. The track is a groove. You know, it really is amazing. Judging it just right through the groove. You know, it really is amazing. Well, yes, but what if you get out of that groove? Oh, then I'm in trouble. Oh, and then we have dead air. What's wrong with a little dead air there, Patty Pal? Welcome to the Groove Don, everybody. I am Tony Z. Freaking my man George out here. I like I like to keep you on your toes, pal. I don't like to be on my toes. That's why I have a chance. Unless I'm doing ballet. There it is. Of course, I'm joined live in the studio, as always, by my man Georgie Hemp, production engineer, Chit to my chat. And of course, at the Groove of Don, every show centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world. I'm very grateful to be able to do this, get to live the dream, Pally Pal. How was your week? Have a good week out there? It was a good week. Yeah. Good weekend. Hope everybody had a nice weekend. You do some roller skating? You got your, you got yes, your roller skating? Yes, I did. I've set a whole new record. Little kid asked me if I was a hockey player. Wow. I gave her a glow stick. <laughs> did you give her the forearm shiver, put her right into the board to get a two-minute penalty for running? Yeah, there you go. She's a seven-year-old girl, no doubt, though, right? Yeah, I was going to make a high-sticking joke, but it's a family show. It's a family. No, it's not. <laughs> Adam's family. Manson Lots family. of stuff to get to this week. Hope everybody had a good week and good weekend out there. I know I did. Hey, you know what's really important? I, there's a lot of stuff going on. There always is. But the most important thing is, yeah, Matt's still in first place by five games. That's right. They just scored 33 runs in Colorado. Now, caveat, it's in Colorado where generally a long fly ball that would be on the warning track Winds up like five rows up into the seats because, you know, they're mile high up. I want to play golf out there. I bet you could hit the ball 400 yards. There's a sprint tournament up there with a Stapleford scoring system. Don't even ask. I'll explain it to you another time. It's Thank a different you. way of scoring golf. I Tons of stuff to get to today. Obviously, Trump's still a blowhard. Oil prices are still dropping. And, yeah, if you woke up this morning and had your eyeballs pop out of your head when you noticed that the stock market within 10, 10 minutes had dropped 1,089 points... Simmer down now. As I have said for weeks, we were due for a correction. This is it. And I just took a look, and now the market's only off about 200 points. We have gone up 200% since the low in 2009. And people want to complain about losing to giving back 7% of that. Don't move your money anywhere. Now, the Dow drops down to about 15,500, 2,500 points off. You're going to want to go long in the S&P and... My recommendation right now, gold's trading at about 11 and change. You want to go short on gold, and I would short oil. Gold is only a dollar a tick. Gold is $10 a tick. If it gets down right now, it's at, I believe, 40 to 41. It could go down to 35. We're going to be talking about why. Well, we're going to be talking about something I've spoken about for weeks. Why low oil prices, not using oil, not needing oil, is the best thing for the world. And I'm not talking about greenhouse stuff, okay? That's actually an ancillary benefit to the things that I think are great about taking oil out of the equation. When you take oil out of the equation, okay, good things happen, baby. Good things happen. All of this, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours, the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. I've got an, I've got a dissident set, and I've got a, uh, I've got dissident and then dissidents. So if one is good, two is better. 
I have got going out to uh, going out to Drew out there. I've got a phenomenal eight minute Gary Moore live shredding out the yin yang version of basically his uh, his you know bellwether song as it were. It's a wrong word, but his staple song. It's uh, Parisian walkways. That's going to be the drive group of the day. I've even got something for uh, Gary Schmidt and the uh, the Freedom Riders and Wound Warriors. Got a couple of uh, mid sixty garage psychopunk tracks. Yeah. Bands from Ohio. Bands from Ohio. As Everybody's a critic. Everybody makes suggestions. Guess what? The critic part? All right, I can throw that one out. But I love the suggestions because some of them are pretty darn good. Just past 2 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Hollywood, Florida, just past 8 o'clock on the big island of Hawaii. Just past 7 o'clock in the Blessed Plot of St. Anson. Just past 10 o'clock where Erdogan still gets his swirl on RCG handling my Eastern Bloc operations out there. Everybody looks about ready. George, about ready to kick it off. Guess what, guys? Saddle up and stick around. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, come on! Let him go. You his fucking button at the fake old tough guy. You block your fucking button, you fake tough guy. You, you motherfucker. Come on. Fuck, keep that motherfucker here. Keep him here. Keep him here. Come on. Fast, fast. Come on, you fucking feel strong. 
In my heart for the judge. That is Moby Grape, one of the great rock and roll bands. I uh, was doing some homework. You know, I was poking around online, and I looked up uh, 
some stuff I wanted to get some some info on them. That's from they actually put out a double album that was supposed to be two single albums called Wow Grape Jam. But the uh, there is a quote from a guy named Jeff Tamarkin. He wrote a book called Got a Revolution: The uh, Turbulent Flight of Jefferson Airplane. And in this book, he has a number of chapters on various other bands from San Francisco. Moby Moby Grape being one, Quicksilver, Messenger Service, The Grateful Dead. But his line was this: He goes, "The grapes, the grapes saga is one of squandered potential, absurdly misguided decisions, bad luck." blunders and excruciating heartbreak all set to the tune of some of the greatest rock and roll ever to emerge from san francisco moby grape could have had it all but they but they ended up with nothing and less <laughs> I, I don't know what that does it but you know for if you like kind of just straight up san francisco rock and roll you know that's got a bit more punch to it than the dead or quicksilver messenger service Moby Grape is your band. Before that, Ice Cream Tea. Out of Philadelphia, This is she only had one release out. She got discovered by uh, Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff in Philadelphia. Fabulous, fabulous record. If you can ever find it, Can't Hold Back by Ice Cream Tea. Little Billy Bats telling you, go get your fucking shine box over here. Hey, you feeling strong? Huh? I know he <laughs> bought his badge. Kick it off. Susie Chunk. <laughs> Look back and left. She actually records a lot of stuff with a guy uh, called Uncle Groovy. She's out of England. That's from uh, Girl from the Neck Down from a couple years ago. I think it's a 2012-2013 release. Absolutely worth owning. So, we had a week this week. I'll tell you, a lot of people are on vacation, including the president. The president, you know, was up in uh, Martha's Vineyard. This is the first year that I can recall where the uh, right-wing press... Haven't been screaming and yelling, you know, how come he's playing so much golf when this is going on? Every year. That's yeah. that's like their mantra. But this year it didn't really happen. I didn't uh I didn't see that. So I was kind of proud of them. Unfortunately, you know, we're now gonna have conversations. Everything is about language. I mean the one thing about Trump, and we'll get to this a little bit later. Yeah. But he, he was talking about anchor babies and you know, and somebody said, Don't you think it's an offensive term? He goes, Give me a better one. Oh, Jeb Bush said, Give me a better yeah. one. He goes, No, it's politically correct. You know, you're politically correct, run amok. Yeah. This is what I'm calling him. This is the term that's been put to them. Is it offensive? I I don't know. To them. To them, sure, I'm sure it is. Unbelievable! I don't know if you managed to watch his <laughs> Alabama. He came on. He, you know, the thing is, the thing that for, kind of freaks me out is that he bad mouths NASCAR and they cheered him for it. This is in Alabama, a New Yorker. <laughs> now I'm beginning to think that if we have like a Donald Trump Bernie Sanders race, every debate's going to be like a shtick from the Catskills. So, it's how about that? How about that airline food, huh? You know, vaudeville's how I got my start in radio, so it's good that it's coming back. <laughs> That's where you get the term break a leg from, by the way. Sure. From yeah. vaudeville, because yeah. the only way to, was the, the only way to uh, get on the set is if somebody else broke their leg or something like that. That was how you got onto the set. So, you know, Alabama was always a lot of fun. I, I, I wonder if these people realize he's from New York. I mean, they, that hatred should be there. Sure. That northeastern elitist, you know, educated... Read an interesting thing that said eight uh, percent of Donald Trump supporters, according to a new poll, are white men with a college education. Eight <laughs> yeah, percent are white men with an education. Yeah. Now the other ninety-two percent are also white men. 
Right. Okay. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we know what, what that says about them. I, I really want to know. I'm sure. They've got that Jethro Bodine education. Oh, you know, absolutely. Sixth, sixth grade. 27,000 yeah. 27, people at a rally for him. 14 teeth. They can cipher to 20, but they can take their shoes off. Fo- 14 teeth. <laughs> Total. Yeah. I'm making fun of rednecks because you're a bunch of freaking lemmings. Yes, they do dislike the New Yorkers, but they hate the Beaners more. So one trumps the other. We love that. I I love an election cycle based on not what we can't, what we're going to do and what we like and what our proposals are. The entire election cycle is going to be about how, how to drum up hatred for the other guy. It's not that I like our guys; it's that I really yeah. hate the other people. Well, Bernie ain't playing that. Bernie is not. You saw the video, right? I did. That's see the, the video. game you guys like, and I'm not gonna do. It. I know it's, <laughs> it's great about the hair. Yeah, it was the whole about thing the, about the hair. Really, is that what you're asking me? You're asking me about my hair. <laughs> I'll tell you, language is going to be important. There's a difference between being a popular candidate and a serious candidate. That's yeah. something we're also going to be talking about later. Of course, I've got lots and lots of groove. I've been yakety-yakking. I listen to a few of my other shows, and I just yeah. yak on forever, and I realize I've got... Nothing wrong with that. There's no... Well, if you've got a lot of groove laying around, well, and the show's called The groove Time, sometimes you really have to shut the fuck up and let the groove <laughs> talk for you. By the way, shout out to you, because I was uh, on your show on Friday, where I yes, had a you great were. time. A phenomenal hour. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got to talk about things that... Uh, that you wanted to talk about, not me. That was that was kind sure. of neat. I get I had to like readjust from host to guest. It is an adjustment. Absolutely, yeah. I have to yeah. take my lead from you. So I spend a lot of time doing what you do, right. looking at you and listening to what you say, as mm. opposed to waiting for my chance to turn to, right. to talk. Right. I actually have yeah. to listen to what you have to say because the response can't be whatever comes out of my fucking. It's got to be in response <laughs> to what you've said because it's your show. So I wanted right. to thank you for that. You gave You're me welcome. a great. You're a very good guest. Had yeah, good we time. had a great, you know, we had a good time. We talked about a lot of stuff, and like I said, I'll come back anytime you want. And yak about the Middle East or the Near East, great. Far East, even the Small East. We'll get. Well, speaking of vaudeville, you know, we'll get some vaudeville routines going on. Absolutely, you know, I thought I wrote down a little note that you and I should one day do a Friday night show where we do a mix-off. We actually Ooh. get our great tunes, and we'll do a Friday night dance show, like from nine to one in the morning. We'll find the time. I- I, I, just, I, just, I just had an idea for the for the mix-off. We'll mix off each other's tunes. Like oh, you play a tune, and then I'll segue into something. Oh, that this I is like good. This is like, like this is yeah. like one of the golf. This is like yeah. when you're playing best ball in golf. So you've yeah. got a, yeah. a, ta- a team. One guy hits the first shot, yeah. and the second guy, to, oh, I like that. We have to answer each other's tunes. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to need a full BPM itinerary. It's madness, and I'll just bring my laptop. you got yours. And we've, got we'll, two, we've got two We'll laptops surprise each other. We'll see if we can play something that the other person will be like, What's this now? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> I have no doubt that you will absolutely do that. Well, you do it. You do it with me. I mean, you surprise me every week. So you like the Susie Chunk song? I did like Susie Chunk. That is. That's a groovy little tune. Yeah, I'll tell you the thing. She's got nothing else out there. And the ice cream tea, also only album. These are kind of one-off people. Where's Moby Grape? They've got plenty. We keep the groove going here, though. You know, we've got some stuff to talk about later on in the show. Yeah. The two big things to talk about. Well, there's really only one big thing to talk about. Trump. You know, Trump. Here's my joke of the week. Mm. Trump is like every other white guy. His definition of huge is greatly mistaken. <laughs> right. That's why Ben Carson's probably got a better shot at that. Are you gonna talk here. about that rally? I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about the rally. It's gonna be huge. Yeah. You know yeah. what? To him. 
This is huge. Yeah, all right, that's, a, that's a salesman, though. He's all you know. ABC always be Beats always be closing. closing. A always be closing. Right. He's attention. Do I have your attention? Yeah. Interest. Are you interested? Because it's seller. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> he he's listen. Always positive. About uh, himself, so. it's not the art of the deal. It's the art. It's the art of the shysterism. Sure, it's not. He's, he's not dealing with he's people. He's conning people. But I'll, you know, we'll talk about Trump later because I got music. I put together these two songs. We, when I was on your show, we were talking about Ricksop. Ricksop, yeah, from Rick Sweden. Sop. And I got, you know, we started talking about various music and. Uh, digital and analog. We were talking about the the synthesizer. What was the name yes. of that movie? Yes. Oh, uh, I dream of wires. I dream of wires, which is a Gary Newman song. Right. So we were talking about that, and it got me to thinking about certain things. And I said, "Do me a favor, write down Thomas Dolby for me." So I want to play some Thomas Dolby. Guess what? Here he is. We're going to be playing. I've got a couple of tracks: a little Pearl Jam, a little Thomas Dolby. Because if one dissident is good, two dissidents is better. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Dolby from the Flat Earth. That was back out in 1984. That was his second album. The first one, uh, The Golden Age of Wireless, where you know uh, she blinded me with science. His second album, that is Dissidents, plural, because the first song was by Pearl Jam and it was Dissident, singular. So I get it. Good. Two is better. Both songs kicking ass. Yeah, we got it. I've got a fever, baby, and the only prescription is more Trump. A little hair of the dog that bit you? Actually, the only cure? The your, only cure. That's it. The only cure for the insanity of Trump is more Trump. More hair. More Trump, baby. I cannot get enough Trump. I have a number of notes that I wrote down, and I could, I literally just couldn't bear to watch him two consecutive Friday nights. So give him credit. This is a guy who knows when to hold his rallies. It was last week. It was in New Hampshire on Friday mm-hmm. night. He did his press conference in his rally, and then this weekend he goes down to Alabama and literally walked in to the song Sweet Home Alabama. You really have to appreciate that. You know, this is a guy who, unlike the rest of us, hasn't memorized the entire solo from that song. <laughs> okay? There's no question. I have. I like Skinner. Problem is, when you sure. live down here, you know, I played Skinner on the show, for God's sakes. Yes. All right? I, you know, they're, when it comes to Southern Rock, those yeah. guys are great. When you're reared in the South. You when hear, you're reared in the South. You hear a lot of Skinner. Well, let me tell you something. Donald Trump's about to rear a lot of the South with his plans. Because if those, those people think that what he's proposing is good for them, they're out of their minds. <laughs> Some of the notes that I wrote down, and this one was really the first thing that caught me. And I was talking about this with you before the show. Ronald Reagan had what he used to call the 11th commandment of Republicans, which is thou shalt not badmouth fellow Republicans. And I have been saying, and you have been saying... The Democrats, we just don't know how to win. We're, we're self-saboteurs. Right. I, I think they're paid to lose. I think yeah, we are self-saboteurs. But in this election cycle, what I have noticed is that the Democrats have taken that particular page out of Reagan's playbook. Mm. And the Republicans have completely burned the book. These guys have gone right. Fahrenheit 451. You know, wasn't it after the, after the last election they said that they were going to have to do a, uh, you know, an autopsy? 
Yeah. You know, on that thing. Seriously, man. The, the person who did the autopsy on is now 12 foot under. They were six feet originally. Yeah. We need to take care of women and uh, Hispanics. How's that working out for you? Yeah, we're going to reach out to them. Of course, we're not going to change any of our policies. We're still going right. to be very bigoted and sexist. Rhetoric and hyperbole. Yeah, but we're just going to th- take a class on talking better and using better words. Well, right now, the Democrats, God bless them, have taken a page out of Reagan's playbook because I watched on... Um, one of the Sunday talk shows, there were two interviews. One was with Ben Carson, and the next one was with uh, Jim Webb, who I believe had been the governor of Virginia. Okay. Was Virginia. And Jim Webb, ex-Navy guy, used to run the Navy, I think. He was the, mm. the head of the Navy for a while. And this guy's a straight-up guy. He's union guy, Democrat, war hero, blah, blah, blah. We love him. Um, the interview with Ben Carson versus the interview with Jim Webb it was within an hour the most stark representation of the difference between Democrats and Republicans. Ben Carson's an idiot when it comes to anything other than being in the OR. This guy's a he, seriously, he has no answers for anything. He has repeated statements that other people have made that his handlers, and they've got handlers, these people are getting handled because he's not exactly what I would call. A really top-flight public speaker. I don't think this guy got an A in public speaking, which is why he wants to pry inside the brain. Because once it's put back together and it's working, nobody will understand what the hell he has to say. I mean, seriously, I, I listened to this interview and I'm, I'm befuddled by it. And I listened to an interview with Carly, Carla, Carly Fiorina. Also right, befuddled yeah. by that. <laughs> One of the things that has taken place now, and, and it's really starting to piss me right the fuck off is that questions get answered, and Fiorino's the perfect example of this. And Governor Jerry Brown, just in 30 seconds, smacked her down so hard for her stupidity. He, Chuck Todd asked her, what about, you know, the, do you believe that global warming is right. having something to do with, with the California drought? She doesn't answer that question. What she does say is that we need more um, aqueducts, we need more reservoirs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. well... More reservoirs and more uh, pipes, that's, that's all a lot of fun, except if you don't have rainwater to put into them, right? Yeah, all you're doing is giving a fat contract to one of your construction Exactly. Bodies. Where's the tax money going to come from for these social services like water collection? Absolutely. Ben Carson didn't answer a single question. He literally didn't answer a question. Then he went off on, what? Immigration. Oh. Loves to talk about immigration. Why? Because Donald Trump is leading the way. And yeah. We have spoken. I, Donald Trump basically has his his methodology for running for president is basically that of a game show. It's a game show. It, it is. How's everybody doing out there? All right, welcome, welcome to Alabama on a Saturday night. I'm going to warm you up. We've got a couple other people coming out here. All right, don't forget there is a two drink minimum, folks. Okay, don't forget to tip your waitress. I'm surprised that's not coming out of his mouth when he does this. And he, he you know, he's no script. You know nothing. No. It's all about how he's going to make this the best ever, this the greatest ever, this the toughest ever, this the mm-hmm. biggest ever. Sure. Okay. As I said, his definition of huge, okay, he's a 50-some, he's a 60-some-odd-year-old white guy on his third marriage to an Eastern mm-hmm. European. What does that tell you? I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't married an Asian, you know, where they really would think he was huge. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm going to get the drums out Get the drums point, out for that. But he really is treating the entire thing as if it were a 
a game show. It's a game sure. show to this guy. And I mentioned to you earlier that, you know, he, what we're seeing now with Trump supporters, supporters, is group mm-hmm. contagion. This is mob mentality and group contagion. All of the angry, bitter white folk out there. Yeah. And you know what? All the angry, bitter folk, forget white. Skip that. Okay. I take that back. All the angry, bitter people. They're to blame. The, the people that, that take a look at some other group of people and say, yeah. they're to blame for my lot in life. The grouping I was talking about. Absolutely. You're right about it. You're, you're 100% only, on, on really, that. But if you look yeah. back historically, when, and, and you know, I've, I've said this before, I'm a big fan of the history of New York City. And one of the things was when they built Central Park, um, blacks weren't allowed to be in the construction. And people seem to forget that blacks were the original constructors of this country. They were brought over here for the purpose of being slaves to build our nation. That was basically what happened. I saw a great quote that somebody said, nobody thought blacks were lazy and shiftless until they no longer worked as slaves. Yeah. When they, were, when they were slaves, they weren't lazy and shiftless. Nobody ever said that. <laughs> yeah, now, now, of course, they're just a bunch of takers. You're all takers. Yeah. You know what? I think something like 5 to 7% of Connecticut's money goes to pay for all the freebies in Alabama, Mississippi, Alabama, yeah. Mississippi. Okay, so who's the real taker here? You redneck, toothless, gumbo eating yep. schmuck. Yep, it's all them red states. I've I've never understood that. But one of the great quotes that I got was from Trump's campaign manager, who, after spending his time going against Reagan's creed and just bad mouthing Jeb Bush, and Jeb Bush deserves to be bad mouthed. Yeah, he's the smart one. That's the funny thing here. <laughs> yeah. He's the smart one. Wrong. His dad, his dad's the smart one. Dad's actually a real war hero. His dad, you know, and then he went off and joined the CIA and fucked up the rest of the world. But that's another thing. But the great line was from his campaign manager, well, the crowds speak for themselves. <laughs> that's how popular Don is. The crowds speak. That's a quote. Okay. One of the things about us in America, we love the brand new, bright, shiny thing. Yeah. Look at Squirrel. Yeah. Look at yeah, Squirrel. Yeah. Look at Squirrel. We love bright, shiny things. We love them. We, we can't get enough of bright, shiny things. When he talks, this is literally the first entertainment candidate we've had since Reagan. The yeah. difference between Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan is Ronald Reagan had been a governor. Sure. He actually had right. figured, he knew... That in order to run things, you're going to have to deal with, you know, Congress right. or in his well, case, he, he the came up to the ranks. You know, he he started small. He went, you know, when he started his political career, he didn't just like, I'm going to be president. Well, he used to. He originally at one point he was the head of the actors. He was the president of the actors sure. guild, and and Jim Garner, who at the time was the vice president, underneath him, when when Ronald Reagan was uh, running for president, Jim Garner's quote was. This guy had nothing to say on his own. We had to give him everything. He couldn't run the union. You really think this guy can run a country? We love Rockford. Big Rockford fan. So I wrote this down. I said the best thing about Trump, and this had to do with uh, there's there's now a new brouhaha going over language. Anchor babies. Mm-hmm. You know, anchor babies. That's the new thing. It's a derogatory term. Okay, I'm not putting anchor babies on the same level as nigger. I'm just not going to do it. No, I'm, I'm not going to do I'm it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But gonna, you know, they I'm fu- not going to say it. I don't give a shit. You know what? Jeb Bush actually had an interesting comment. He said, "Really? Give me another term to use, and I'll use it." And the guy was like, "Well, just how about babies? 
that's not quite what we're talking about here. But the most important thing is that every time he says something outrageous, every time Donald Trump spews something out, because he's the guy, as I said last week, he's got that massive bank of microphones, Mm -hmm. and they're covering every speech. I've never seen the networks on Friday nights break in, you know, the news networks. They break in and cover his speeches live. Here's Jeb Bush. Donald Trump's on stage. Woo! Right over there. They literally cut Jeb Bush off, like, in mid-press conference to go, you know, have Donald Trump go in there to, you know, to, to New Hampshire or whatever. And every time he says something outrageous, whether it's about anchor babies or building a wall or murderers coming across our border, they're all murderers and rapists, or I cherish women. I cherish women. Yeah, I, sure he does. I cherish women. Cherishing the heart. <laughs> I yeah. can play that. Play the association. Play the association. Good man. Pulling that one out of his head. Nice. But every time he does that, what he is doing these days is he's literally forcing all of the other Republican candidates to have to comment on it. The Democrats sure. don't mind commenting on it because they're all – all the Democrats are putting on the same side. Give right. Carly Fiorina credit on her interview yesterday. She's like, no. I don't think we're, we need to touch the 14th Amendment. I do not want us to do a constitutional change. This is about something else. She got that part right. Yeah. She really did get that one part right. Of course, she also tanked Hewlett-Packard and fired half their staff. So, yeah, And she, she also said, I will stand by my record. Really? Then there's no chance of you getting elected to dog catcher. But thanks for being honest. You know, I've got the anchor baby solution. Really? Way, without having to wrestle with that dilemma over here because the problem because the people that don't under, the people that don't understand the anchor baby concept and, and let me you know, and, and let me put it in, in Donald Trump terms these beaters come over here and then they get pregnant on purpose sometimes they come over here they're already pregnant they have a baby and then boom we got to let the parents stay so that they can take care of this baby because they're an American citizen by birth that's why they're anchor babies right right and that the, the what goes so it's simple. You don't change. You you just change the law so that uh, just because you're the parent of an American citizen, you don't get to stay. We're still going to deport you and your child. We're going to give you the option of taking your American citizen child with you, or leave them here where we're going to put them on. Yeah, I don't think that'll be a tough decision for the, mothers. The orphan train. I don't know if you remember the orphan train in the olden days. No, I do not. No, they had the orphan train. It, uh, they usually came from the east where the orphanages were overloaded. And so uh, the, the companies, the, uh, the orphanages, would, would load all of the children onto a train that they would rent, lease for the purpose, and then they would drive through the country with the orphan train, stopping at towns to see if any of the townspeople wanted a kid. This is a true thing. Look it up. Google it. The orphan now, that's train. a whistle so, stop tour, like, Let's baby. say that you wanted a farm hand. You know, let's say you wanted some work on the ranch. Let's say you wanted a little cute little uh, house-made wow, sex slave great. or They're something like that. transporting slaves. Sure. So we will allow your American citizen child to stay in America, and we're going to find a nice home for them. Well, we're going to give them a, a tour of the country, and, uh, and we're going to find them a nice adopted family that's uh, going to give them, uh, you know, a home of sorts. A shack. And, uh, yeah. But, uh, a shack out in the field. They're going to be just because, just because your child is uh, w- was born here, that still doesn't mean that you're not here illegally. You still broke the law by being here. You still got to go. Yep. There okay. you go. I you saw that. Right? I'm not sure I agree with the legit. You know, once again, that's one of those things sounds great when you draw it up in a classroom, doesn't it's it? It's a radio show. Yeah, it's a radio show, baby. <laughs> it sounds great when you draw it up in a classroom. Well, just all we have to do is tell them but that that's th- what we're th- going to do. This isn't really my complaint. My complaint about the whole thing is that now this is about the language. Yeah. And... I, do, I really do think that our time would be better spent. Where is it? I wrote this down, and I'm going to read it the way I wrote it. 
All this talk about anchor babies is taking away from the time they could and should be spent talking about the current state of affairs that gave birth to the term anchor babies in the first place. And yeah, guess what that means? It means we are going to have to at least talk about the 14th Amendment. We're going to have to talk about how we got here, and we're going to have to talk about solving the solution. What we don't need to talk about is the terminology, and that's what all the talk is about. This is about rhetoric and hyperbole. It is is literally an election that is is gaining strength only through rhetoric and hyperbole. I, I just... Please, in the name of all that is holy, for the next election, for the next uh, debate, excuse me, CNN is going to be doing it. I'm not sure when it is. It's in the next couple of weeks. And I'm not sure what their criteria is going to be for. Wouldn't it be, how much fun would that be? Like four hours with all 17 of them on stage. Seriously. There isn't Mm -hmm. enough popcorn in the fucking world, baby. I swear to God, I'd be glued to that. But hopefully the CNN anchors who are not the PR department mm. for, for the Republicans like Fox is. Right. Okay. Hopefully their objectivity is going to lead them to actually force the candidates to ask the question, answer the questions they're asking. If every time I watch an interview with one of these politicians on these Sunday morning talk shows, particularly the ones that aren't politicians, the ones that really just the Ben Carsons of the world, the Donald Trumps of the world, these people really don't have answers to anything. They don't know anything other than they don't like the people who are there now. And I'm I'm amazed, like I said, at the group contagion taking place around Donald Trump, where all these people basically feel that if we throw out all the old people and put in these new people, things will be different. Yeah. Welcome to the new boss, same as the old boss. Mm-hmm. Now, that's my yeah. feeling on it. Bernie Sanders, the only one. Yeah. That does that won't feel like the new boss. And now there's all the talk, Biden and Warren. Yeah. Biden yeah. and Warren. Yeah, yeah. I like Joe Biden. Joe Biden's a hero. Sure. To the Democrats. Everybody loves Joe Biden. An actual working man's mm-hmm. working man. He's the, re- he's the real deal, Neil. No sure. joke about that. We're all, you know, they're all old white guys. You know, even Hillary Clinton at this point is an old white guy. <laughs> she's, for, an old white, yeah. she's an old white guy, for Christ's sake. She's no better or worse. That line, did you scrub the, uh, did you scrub the thing? What, you mean with a cloth? Wow. That was, you know, every time she tries to give a speech, yeah, she, I realize how bad she is at it. She's not personable. She's not. She's, she really just doesn't have a free flow to her at all. I'm all in. You can deal me into that hand. And it's yeah, like, yeah. all right, you know that on a teleprompter it says pause for applause. All right, if you need... To have somebody tell you in a script, yeah, she's where you need to stop for an applause. She's not good. Then you're not good. Then you are absolutely not good. All right, she's terrible with her delivery. On the other hand, it's emails. Who the fuck cares? They're going. This is going to go on in purple fucking tuity. And they're always bringing up the wrong issues. They're, I mean, and you know, I guess this is what excites them. This is what excites the Fox News viewers is the emails. Bush and Cheney deleted like uh, what, forty-four a, million. Thank you. Oh, no, twenty say. twenty million emails were deleted. I was going to say a gajillion, but that's a, it's yeah. it's a lot. It's a whole shitload. Nobody cares about. Yeah, it's and everybody emails. look. I still my question is the same as it's always been. You know, everybody wants to talk about how they need to, she needs to get past this, she needs to do this, that, and the other thing, and get past the whole 
uh, email thing. Mm. My question to the Republicans are, look, you want to go into this, why? Why? What are you hoping to find? What is it exactly that you think is in there that is pertinent to the American electorate to have them know about it that's going to alter their feelings? The the guy that's doing this now, Gowdy, the uh, congressman, Mm. His committee is supposed to be looking into Benghazi. Now it's turned into an email thing. Yeah, I guess When did that happen? Do they actually think she's responsible for, like, shooting the four Americans out there? Because short of that, they should shut up. Obviously, that's the office of the Inquisition. Oh. Yeah, just one thing. What a blast, the Inquisition. Yeah, just one one thing after another that, that, uh, like a Republican dog whistle. Nobody expects the Gaudi Inquisition. Only they care about it. Uh, They got a lot of things that they can say about Hillary. I mean, if they want to have a problem with Hillary and and criticize Hillary. They could say they could have lots of things, but droning on this makes it sound like that's all they got. It is. I mean, it really is. This is all they got. That's the well, thing. I want to know what they're hoping to find, and I really, I don't think they expect to find anything. I think it's the air of making her seem untrustworthy. Yeah. I'm like, really? She's a politician. Color me shocked. You can't trust her. I can't tell you how surprised. I, I, I don't want people reading my emails, and by, and by the way, and there's nothing in there. Yeah, there's nothing there's in incriminating there. my in emails. Still which, mind your own business. In addition to which, what world are you living in where you can't get those, you know, if you can't find them on her server, just go to the NSA. Sure. Why you know they they've got copies. You, they, yeah, in triplicate. In triplicate, absolutely. they got like a, one of those machines there with a guy going like, get a little blue yeah, paper. Yeah, they're paper passing them around the office there. I, I, I still don't know what they're hoping to find. I really, I just don't get it. But I will say this. She's not, you know... And this is one of those things. This is why I don't call myself an independent. I'm a Democrat because at the end of the day, even if I don't like her, if she's our candidate, that's who I'm voting for because I know whoever she's going up against is somebody I really don't want. But I hate the thought that my vote for presidents, for the next president, is going to be based on the lesser of evils. And that's the way it's been almost my entire, pretty much my entire adult life. Yep. Okay, everybody's concerned about undoing stuff. Nobody wants to do stuff. Everyone's destruction, not construction. Right. Nobody wants to do conflict is sexy. Rebuilding our roads, not so sexy. Yet, it's the good thing. Yeah. And when you hear political candidates talk about, well, we want to, they were talking about uh, Fiorino. This is the, the classic. She lied, she lied, she lied. She lied about the, She's got a standard line. You're going to hear this mm-hmm. from Fiorino a lot. She lied about Benghazi. She lied about the email. She lied about the, she lied about her server. Lied about, lied about, lied about, lied about. Chuck Todd's like, well, aren't the emails and the server kind of the same thing? She lied, she lied, she lied, she lied, she lied. You know? What is it? Uh, get, get What's his name in here? She banged, she banged, she lied. Was it Hung? That was his name, Hung. The guy Ricky. that, the, you know, the guy that, that couldn't sing <clears throat> with the damn. I always thought he should have put out his, his first album. It should have been entitled Well Hung. That's <laughs> just me. That's just well, me. he's not as clever as you or his handlers. His handlers are, aren't as clever as you. Oh, he's, he's, although, considering the guy couldn't carry a tune in a valise, the boy made a lot of money singing. God he's bless like him. William Shatner, you God know? God bless him. God <laughs> bless him and every penny the that he made and William every Shatner. piece of pie he scored. God bless him, man. <laughs> he, he, listen, he won my heart. <laughs> that audition, you saw the audition. The, I did. The, it's, yeah. it's one of the funniest. Everybody's seen it. That's, I, that's got a lot of views. But I did. It gave him a standing ovation for that. Amen. Well, I, I've been also trying to discern between the difference. I don't think that the uh, the Fox or MSNBC or CNN has yet gotten around to figuring out what the difference is between a popular candidate and a serious candidate. Right. Donald Trump is not a serious candidate. Donald Trump will never be president. I don't give a shit how many of the people who think they know everything and right. who everybody else 
seems to think, you know, everything go, you know, we really, we can't brush him up. No, because we love new shiny objects. And eventually he's going to get dull. Somebody at some point is going to start asking. It's like it's like the con game, man. At some point, somebody asks the question, how, why, how did this happen? Yeah. Hold on a second. Somebody's going to ask Donald Trump to explain something. And he's going to say, well, we have a plan. Great. I'd like that yeah. plan. Because short of that, I think you're a lying Same sack Same thing that happened with Ross Perot. He never answered any question directly, always a glitter in generality, and it caught up with him. There it naturally. is. It's Ross Perot with a Rush Limbaugh attitude, baby. Yeah. I'm here now. Can I'm you hear me talk to you? We're going to plan. We're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to look under the hood, and we're going to do, do, do. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. basically, yeah, I always thought it was funny. I'd like to, I'd like to hear the Hans and Franz giving a Ross Perot. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'd be listening to you with your big ears. Can you hear me now? Talk to you today and listen to you tomorrow. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I'm always talking. You're you're always listening. When, you're always talking when you should be listening, boy. How many times I told you you can't play hide and go seek with a slide rule? Yeah. I started fading in a foghorn leghorn there. Hey, still lots of great. Hey, you can do worse than fading in a foghorn leghorn. All right, could. don't knock the fog man. I will not. We love that. And that little. The, the, the brainiac kid. That was always my favorite line. Boy, boy, always, boy, I say boy. Boy, I say boy. Always talking when you should be listening. That kid. How many times I told you. So we've got lots of groove. I got uh, a file from a friend of mine many years ago with uh, several thousand songs. And there were a couple hundred Beatles songs in there. And as I was listening to them, this is a while ago. Some of them are redos of their original songs. And they've done them in a different manner. They decided to re-record them. Uh, I've got two versions of Taxman that were done differently, and they also recorded a bunch of songs that were done in the styles of other bands. Now, I haven't gotten around to that one yet, but I did dig up one of my favorites. I love the albums Rubber Soul and Revolver. Those are that, that little stretch, Rubber Soul, Yesterday, Today, Revolver. That stretch of albums to me is as good a, three, as good a, a stretch of three albums as any band has ever put out in the history of music. Not rock music. I'm saying... All music, okay? Zeppelin 1, 2, 3. Well, Zeppelin 1 through In Through the Outdoor, not including that one, but every, but those three albums. This is uh, I'm Looking Through You, and it is a longer, different version that they did. I've got a bunch of stuff in here that I still want to play, but I really wanted to get to some of these tracks because I have a feeling most people haven't heard them, and they're great. They're absolutely some of the outtakes from the early BBC sessions, um, which are now available, I believe, the uh, BBC sessions can, in fact, be purchased. You can go to Amazon. It's like a five-CD set or something like that. All right. It's absolutely, if you're a Beatles fan, absolutely worth owning. This is, I'm looking through you from Robert Soul. It's a different version of the song. Got a bunch of other stuff in there. When we come back after this, guess what? We're going to get oiled up, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to I'll go get the shower curtain. Oh, we're going to get oiled up. I'm going to get crudified, baby. I love me some sweet Texas crude bubbling up from the ground. I want to just, oh, I love it. In any event, it's the groove of time. We keep it going here with the Beatles on SoFloRadio.com.
Vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing. Check it, 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 check
Situation. Shorty thought she subtle, but she really was blatant when she shook a thing and violated. Now these wolf like thoughts are formulated. I'm saying, oh, is this some hard up in here? Am I sure I'm back? Well, yeah. Plus, we can hold the convo or go to the movies, my crib, whatever, yo. Just wanna see you by my side. We on 95, know the stashes in the ride. A rapid against the real. You would find me in the cipher if I didn't cop a deal. Slate like big bait, you buy I sell, we split big cake, uh uh Cause move your little thing, <laughs> move your little brown, let's shake your little thing, uh uh yeah. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing, uh yeah. Such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing, yeah. Uh, such a vibrant thing, vibrant thing, a vibrant thing, uh vibrant thing, a vibrant thing, uh vibrant thing, a out, yeah, uh 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 yeah. uh. uh. Morgenstein from the Dixie Dregs and Winger, and you're listening to Tony C's Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
and you'll be hearing them over and over again as the longer this show goes on. That is the Dixie Dregs Vitamin Q from uh, basically that's the last actual Dixie Dregs album that was from Industry Standard from 1982. It's the only album that Dixie Dregs ever put out that had vocals on it. Before that, Q-Tip. See, get the connection, Vitamin Q and Q-Tip. I know I'm cute like that. The that is a vibrant thing. That is a bit of a mild remix there. And before that, one of those Beatles tracks that I've been talking about, and there's a lot of them. I'm going to be uh, bringing some of those in and putting them into the files um, over the course of the next couple of weeks as I find a new one, you know, that's different. The, the, the version, there's a version of Taxman out there that's really kind of killer, so i got to dig that one up. I went. It's part of 220, 220 songs. All of them are three and a half minutes long, or like three minutes long. You know, every song is three minutes long for like the first hundred songs because it's all them live at the cavern, them live at all these places. So, but uh, absolutely great stuff from the BBC recordings. So, here we go, boys and girls. The market was down. Remember when I said uh, oil was at 41? Yeah. Eh, down to 38. And it's going to go down to 35. It's going to go down to 35. Um, Fareed Zakaria um, had... Uh, an article, he writes an editorial once a week for um, the Washington Post. And if you listen, if you're a longtime avid listener to the Groovathon, you've been hearing me say, and this is from weeks and weeks ago before Trump trumped everything, <laughs> that oil is the game changer in the world. And as we, can, as we use less and less and less oil, and as demand goes down and supply either stays the same or goes up, that price is going to go down and what we're witnessing now and what is being pointed out. And I said, you want to get rid of rogue nations? You want to get rid of nations who use oil profits to fund terrorism? I know you don't like the word, but that's what it is in my opinion. Sure. Okay? Stop using oil. And right. it, Ray Odiero, the uh, Joint Chiefs top guy or one of their top guys, came on and said, Russia may be the biggest threat to world peace these days. Great. Don't want Russia to be a problem? Stop using oil. That's where they get their profits from. All of these countries, Putin's oligarchical plutocracy took off because... Plutocracy? Yeah. Yeah, a plutocracy. That's very good. We have new... <laughs> We're making Get in words. touch with Webster's. Write that one. There he goes. He's jotting it down. Plutocracy. Urban dictionary. Here I come. As opposed to a punanitocracy. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. That's way better. So, all of their revenue is based on oil. They get, you know, five years ago when oil prices were ridiculous. When I worked out the commodities exchange, it were $12 a barrel for Texas Intermediate Sweet Group. $10, $12 a barrel. It's nothing. Okay? Now, it goes all the way up to 150 We have like an Enron thing going on because this was really driven up through two things. Fear and the brokers themselves making money because the point per tick value of crude oil is $10 a tick. So every time, if you own one share, one contract, excuse me, of crude oil, and it's trading at $10, and it goes up by one penny to $10 and one cent, you've made $10. Right. Whereas in gold, if it's at trading at $300 and it goes up to $300 and one cent, you've only made $1. So the multiplier on crude is 10 times that of gold. Okay, now heating oil and gasoline are 42 I believe, unless they've changed that, and I doubt they have. So speculation is what drove this price way up. But now all the people that invested five years ago, now it's all paying off. So now we've got oil out the yin-yang, plus we're using less of it. 
Okay, Saudi Arabia has already said that they're just going to keep flowing. They don't care. One of the things they're trying to do is actually take um, American companies that are producing it from shale. They're trying to drive them uh, out of business, which is perfectly fine with me. As I've said before, if you like low gas prices, stop buying American gas, which is $75 to $100 a barrel to produce, whereas in Saudi Arabia, it's only between $10 and $17 a barrel. To produce. Yeah, but you know you can't get it because all the food you buy, everything. Everything you know. is amounted. And let's just get a few things straight. I don't care what Neil Cavuto says. I don't care what. I was watching um, the Forbes on Fox show, one of my. There's like this lineup of half hour shows that I love. It's the Wall Street Week with uh, Paul Jugo. And then my favorite, the. Uh, the one of the one where they're like, if you've seen uh, reports of media bias, send us a text, send us an email to Fox News, Fox News Watch. That's what's called Fox News. I'm yeah. like, I'm watching it right now. This is biased. You guys are the biased ones. I'm watching Forbes on. <laughs> I know it's, it's just at the timing, and I'm like, you want me to point out yeah. what you're doing and telling me to point that out to you? Right. Never mind. Forbes on Fox. They get these guys on, and once again, they just can't help fear mongering. Gold is 1100 and change. Guy said, gold's going to go up by 50% in the next year. Really? Because if oil keeps going down, inflation's going to go down. Hopefully, Yellen at the Fed's going to let this do what it's supposed to do. The market, I don't know how far the market's down now, but it's certainly off its low of the day, which was 1,089 points after 10 minutes on the open. Yellen, the chairman of the Fed, needs to back off and then do what she's supposed to do anyway, which is raise the prime rate. A quarter point or even a half a point. We've been basically for since since QE three. You know, somebody's talking about quantitative easing four now. How'd that work out the last time? We still have zero percent interest rates. It didn't work. It didn't work. It funded a whole bunch of stuff, and, and that's great. But from a fiscal and monetary point of view, as far as the big picture on the dollar is concerned, it didn't work. What, what She's got to increase the, the prime rate to a quarter to a half percent so banks can get back to doing what they're actually supposed to be doing. And now, now we've got people with oil dropping through the floor. People are talking about certain sectors of the economy and how this is a bad indication of the economy. Well, it's not a bad indication of our economy. It's a bad indication of China's economy. And we can't know what's really going on with China's economy because we're, yeah. not, well, we're not allowed to invest in the Chinese stock market, and the Chinese are not allowed to invest in our market. It's not an open uh, exchange right. the way we can with European markets. You can hedge your bet um, in an American market by taking a similar type of fund based on European markets and hedge your bets on both sides of the Atlantic. You can't do that with Chinese markets. I'm not even sure if you can do it with the Russian markets. Not that you'd want to. But now, oil is down 50%. In less than a year. Now, as oil goes down, the price of everything else goes down. And right. that means lower inflation. And what lower in- and gold is traditionally a hedge against inflation. That has been its traditional use. You, we, we, Before Bretton Woods in 72, every dollar in play in the world was backed up by gold at Fort Knox. That right. is no longer the case. We no longer, and now we have a free-flowing uh, dollar. And the dollar is now... Where everybody is putting their money. People want to talk about how our economy isn't doing well. Well, then how come everybody's buying dollars? The the yield on uh, the 10-year Treasury note dropped below 2%. For the first time that I think I – I don't think it's ever – I've never seen it that low. I know you don't know what that means, but it is a – basically what it means is it's telling people that more and more money is coming in. 
So the points that you get off that money go up. But the interest rate goes down because there's too much of that money here. Right. But everybody still invests in America. And at 2%, you're basically not making jack fucking squat, daddy. Right. People have actually, in foreign countries, sent their money to America. Their philosophy is we would rather own American long-term yield bonds okay, and get nothing mm-hmm. than risk our money anywhere else and lose it. That's, I swear to God, that's kind of where we're at now in the global thing. The oil is the, it's the most important thing going on now. Cuba, who is back at the bargaining table, one of the reasons, and Zakaria points this out, one of the reasons they're back at the bargaining table is because they got all of their oil from the, from Venezuela. Venezuela exports, 96% of its exports are oil. 96%. Now, you have a drop of 53%. So now they have 53% less income, which means they can't just give oil away. They used to. To Cuba. Right. You know, Caracas was like Cuba's baby. Yeah. Not so much anymore. So now they've got to come into the fold. Lower oil prices brings communists back to capitalism. Because you can't have a ruling party, okay, and you you can't subjugate your minions, Without giving them their basics, once they no longer get the basics, that's the that's what foments the revolution. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's where you get the angst from abroad, and oil is the most important thing globally now. You don't like rogue nations who would export violence to people they sure. dislike or morally, ethically, religiously disagree with. Well, most of these people get their money from oil. Saudi Arabia, yep. Iran, Iraq, Yemen, okay, Yemen. Sudan, Nigeria, Libya. These are oil-rich mm-hmm. nations. They're all exporters of terrorism. Excuse me. Sorry. Violence, angry violence against people who disagree with our point of view. That's what it is. I was just going to call them Arabs, but I guess it's not just. It's not. There are other countries, but primarily in the Middle East. And if you, you know, if you want lower prices on all of your goods and services, then you should be just dancing a fucking jig right now. You know, absolutely dancing a jig. This is the best thing. If you want to find out how to kickstart an American economy. All of the Republican politicians constantly, constantly, we need to put more money back into the pockets of the American people. They know how to better spend it. Yeah, they really do. They know how to better spend it than BP. They know how to better spend it than Chevron, than Texaco, than Shell. By the way, BP, British Petroleum, Shell, Royal Dutch Shell. These aren't even American fucking companies, pal. Right. Okay. But they get get tax subsidies. They get tax subsidies out out the kazoo. Out the kazoo. So all these years... You know, Republicans have been lying to you, saying, you know, telling you that they think that you know what's best for your money. Well, they don't believe that. They believe that oil companies know what's best to do with your money. And now the oil companies aren't going to have that that money more. That money now on every gallon of gas is going back into the consumers' pockets. And I think that if we and gas isn't going up anytime soon, it's not. Stay short and do not go long on gas right now. Do not go long on crude oil. Don't do it. There is a monster glut in the world. China's economy is now falling because they built, I don't know how many housing units, but they're empty. They have a town, they have a city they built for 10 million people, nobody lives in it. 
Hey, now. Nobody we lives got, there. We got some homeless people here. By the way, they, they also China also blew up again this week, in case you didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, they They're just literally... They're exploding. They are. They, they, the country is both imploding and exploding at the exact same time. You really got to give them credit. I mean, way to, way to, way to out-Trump Trump. Mm-hmm. You know? Trump, Trump gets to blow off at the mouth. These guys actually get to blow shit up. And it was another chemical company. And you hear people here screaming about how our economies take off because... Regulations are stifling us. Yeah, regulations we hate those stifling regulations. Regulations stifling us and blah, 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 blah. You don't like regulations? Move to China. Get blown up, pal. Sure. Or there you go. Mexico. Or Mexico. Or, or pretty much know. just about any place else. Right. Any Except place Here else. in Europe. Oil is the key here. And I've been screaming about it for weeks. We need to take all the money we give to subsidies. And now, you know, people are like, well, now they need subsidies more than ever because their income's down. Go fuck yourself. They do not. They're not. You know what the interesting thing is? They're going to be talking about how much money they're losing. No, that's not what it is. They're just not making the ungodly amounts of money they were making before. They're making somewhat less than ungodly amounts. They're right. making they're making fake deity amounts. Yeah, but it's still boxes and piles and dump trucks sure. and safes, and they have got a hole in the ground filled with moolah. And I don't care. I don't care about the oil workers in North Dakota. I don't care about coal workers in West Virginia. I don't give a shit about them. I really don't. I really, I'm sorry to say it. I like, as people, as human beings, I do care about them. I'd like them to to have good lives and be fulfilled, but I don't want it done at the expense of the rest of the planet. And so, if I've got to sacrifice 100,000 coal workers so that the other 7 billion of us don't have to choke on the crap they're producing so they can buy lots and lots of food with their food stamps and get diabetes and then ring up the price on my health care, well then fuck them! Because that's basically what it is. The fattest fuckers in the world are down there in these red states. They yeah. all want to put, siphon the ground for, for energy that's absolutely going to run out soon enough. Mm-hmm. Would all. The lady in that movie, uh, Progress, the Progress. Oh, uh, Surviving Progress. Surviving Progress. Yeah. Jane Goodall said, "You know, it's amazing. I don't understand how we can claim to love the species and kill the only planet we have that it, that it can live on." Yeah. She's like, "The planet's not this big. It's it's this big, and eventually we're going to figure out another place where where humans can habitate. You'll- we may move to Mars, but." Not before we fuck the planet up to the point where it's in an uninhabitable. You're going to see in the in Pandora's Promise, which is about the, the, the history nuclear of nu- power. nuclear power, that coal use is accelerating. The use of coal globally is accelerating. That's the uh, you know what? That's it's mostly maddening. China. American but, coal but use global, is down now. We yeah. used to fifty percent of our nev- energy. Never nevertheless, this is a a global issue it's because we're breathing lo- the same air. We're getting the sulfurous acid rain. Same from that. reasons yeah. that we don't want oil, we don't want coal, and right. as I have said on many, 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 many <laughs> occasions, we yeah. don't need no. oil or coal. We no, have we the don't. ability to do everything that those two things do without them. We yes, have we do. the ability. And in the Surviving Progress movie, yeah. they spoke about a very interesting... This is a movie that George had me watch, and I think everybody should watch. It's a BBC movie from BBC4. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2012, and it's called Surviving Progress. I highly recommend it. Very enlightening. It yeah. is. It's extremely enlightening. I don't necessarily agree mm-hmm. with all the things that all these people have said, but they bring into clarity a lot of stuff that heretofore, at least for me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure for most people who watch this, was fairly murky. 
uh, some of the things that people didn't understand. We are now, you know, they were talking about how our brains are basically the same brains. But Uh, the technology that we're using with those brains has advanced at such a pace. And that's what I've been talking about. We can't keep up anymore. And and Right. We – he was saying that as we move forward, we're not able to keep up um, with the progress because our brains haven't progressed at the rate of those things. I'm going to say that I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the thing is is that most people aren't involved in the process of progress. They're simply the benefits of the fruition Mm. of it. Right. They're not there slogging it out, trying to figure out a better way to slice bread. They're not there getting you a mousetrap that kills 10 mice at once as opposed to one. But you as the consumer now, when when stuff like that used to happen before, it was the telephone. Great. That's this great big invention everybody can take advantage of. But now so many things like that are happening at such a rapid pace. We're used to it. Yeah. We're used yeah. to having things brought to us for convenience. And we do not we don't consider a what it took to get that to our table and b what the long-term cost of getting it to our table and wanting that convenience is and we no longer have the patience to say well this is great right now and we can achieve this another way that's safer long term but we don't have the patience for it so we're going to take this now right. and screw up the world right we're very impatient their, their point is that we're, we're chimps with fancy stuff that's exactly and, it and if you and indeed if you gave the chimpanzee a chimpanzee the ability to acquire as much as it could it's going to do it it's what what we don't have is we have more we have more technology than good sense we have more technology than we have uh, self-control or willpower we're not being very forward thinking when we're just pursuing uh, our emotions we just we're very being very self-indulgent as a planet and, and this is really about and this comes back to the american voter and the trump yeah. phenomenon which is support based on knee-jerk reaction it is a visceral it is a visceral response to rhetoric yeah um where nobody really wants to figure out how it's done they just want it done and anybody yeah. who steps to the forefront and says, I will make it better because these people have fucked you up and I'm going to get rid of them. That's how you get 25, 30,000 people into a stadium in Alabama and have them cheer for you when you badmouth NASCAR. That just blew me the fuck away. Yeah, that's going to catch up with him there. <laughs> it's all going to catch up. Yeah. Okay. He's not a serious candidate. He is popular amongst one particular group of people. And this is the low information. I hate foreigners. They've taken yeah. my jobs. How come the government wants to take my guns and is taxing me so much? Right. That group of people that feels that their lot in life has been negatively affected by any other group of people that happens to be in America. This is the problem, like I said, with the Irish mm-hmm. and the blacks. You know, yeah. the, the Irish came here and they were literally fighting for the lowest rung. This is what we're finding now. You don't want immigrants there, really, because they're taking away those low-wage-paying jobs. These guys were on the low rung, but now the immigrants are there. Here's the thing, though. You know, the the feeling amongst the Trump supporter cotillion, Mm -hmm. okay, is that we'd have more jobs here in America for real Americans. Real Americans. These are real Americans. Okay, we'd have more jobs here if we got rid of immigrants. Well, we would, except none of you motherfuckers would do them. So get ready to pay $50 for an orange, jack-off. 
I, you want to work right. in a slaughterhouse? I don't. No. I've said this before. I don't care how let's, you what you do with the meat. I just want it on my fucking table. Let's watch. Let's watch what happens economically as we pay, uh, you know, farm workers fifteen dollars an hour, slaughterhouse workers because all these people will all of a sudden have Spend some money. money. And this gets back to the gas thing, right? You put more money back in the pockets of American people, and not. And this isn't about taking it away from the government. This is about taking it away from the corporations the government has given it to. Let's remember that. The government's not taking this money and spending it. Mm-hmm. The government's taking your money and giving it to other people. You know what? Why do we have an employment problem? If corporate profits are at record highs, record highs, right. they've never made more money. If right. this is ever the truest indication that trickle-down economics is a fallacy, then, then I don't know. Yeah. That's it. This is it. They've made more money than ever, and they're not creating those jobs. Right. What they're doing is what rich people always do. They're saving it. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? putting it in their pocket because I can ski behind five yachts because four yachts is what my neighbor has, and I got to keep up with the fucking Trumps. See the picture of the guy parking his boat inside his boat. I saw that the one. The boat inside like, the boat. I got to tell you something. Yeah. That was fucking cool. Yeah, dude. that was, a, that was I, a fun, I, funny. I meme. hate his guts. Yeah, while but, the middle class is blaming the poor people, I'm going to park my boat inside, inside my, my boat. boat. Yeah, it's the Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts guy who makes forty nine hundred dollars an hour, complaining about paying his his people fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, we are now back. To try, you know, to the Trumpathon and oil and all of the ways that Trump supporters get fooled through their own willful ignorance. This is a willfully ignorant crowd. They're not necessarily stupid per se. They simply don't want to learn. Okay, the truth about this because the, the rhetoric and the hyperbole are so attractive to them. Yep. That they can, and they've got all their friends and their mm-hmm. Confederate flags and their lack of dental hygiene <laughs> and shoelessness and fifteen babies anchoring them down, yeah. anchoring down. Rusty you know trailer. The, you know what the real anchor babies are? The real anchor babies are people down in Mississippi and Alabama. These guys who refuse to have, refuse to use birth control. They got fifty thousand kids and they're all on the doll. Yep, those are the people on the fucking yep. doll. Because we pay by the head. You damn right we do. Okay, yeah. that's about enough for that. <laughs> hey, I got a little bit of a set here. I put this together for my man. Um, this is one of those things that's very close to my heart personally because I say it over and over again. I got no problem ever with soldiers. My problem right. is with the politicians sure. who send soldiers to places. And if you don't support our troops, then you don't support freedom. I'm, I'm just I, saying it right I now. Agree. If you don't support our troops, you don't support freedom. You may yell and bad apples. I agree. Bad apples, but I ain't met them. I've heard about them. But every guy, every person I know who's put on a uniform, they're good guys, man. They're my yep. friends. Yep. They're stand-up people. They have some interesting ideas about guns and politics and whatnot. But you know what? They fought for my right to disagree sure. with them. And one of them Absolutely. is a very good friend of mine. He's a guy named Gary Schmidt. He is in a band called Flying Blind. And these guys, uh, I talked about this many weeks ago. This was back in April or May. They had their uh, Wounded Warriors of South Florida. This is uh, Freedom Riders, the Freedom Riders. And it's not Wounded Warriors, the big one where they send 10% of the money to the thing. This one, 93%, 93 cents out of every dollar Wounded Warriors of South Florida gets goes directly to the troops, directly Excellent. to our veterans. Excuse me, our veterans. That's what you mean, our veterans, the troops. Okay. 
That's who's getting the money. And Gary's from Ohio. And everybody wants to, you know, you get your own radio show and your friends always tell you, hey, why don't you play this? Why don't you play this? That's Guess right. what? The next couple of songs I'm going to play were people who said, hey, why don't you play this? And I was like, hey, you know what? You're right. I should play that. And you know why? Because a brilliant mind is one that is open to new ideas. Right that is adaptable to change. Okay. You know, I haven't changed my opinion. Yeah, but the world changed. So I what? Huh? Explain. Yeah, too. I'm not going to change. I have. I did. I did. Yeah. There you go. You're a stark raving change. If yes. ever there was one. Yes. You have gone 180 so, degrees. Wonderful example of what can happen if you allow yourself to think. It's, it's all you have to do is just allow yourself to you think. Pull yourself just, from the cult. Just allow it to happen. Just let yourself hear new ideas. And consider them. That's all. Just well, consider. that's what I did that's with it. this music because yeah. I got a couple of bands from Ohio. These are garage bands from 66 and 67. The first one's the Hatfields. The next one's the Tremors. This one's going out to the Freedom Riders out there, Wounded Warriors of South Florida. It's a little Ohio garage psycho punk rock and roll from the 60s on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs> When you're around me, I love you more My love for you is just so true I said I want to, baby, yes I do Something in your ear now. My love for you is so, so true. I love you, baby, yes, I do.
Yes, I do. There's a couple of garage bands out of uh, out of Ohio, 66 and 67, respectively, were when those songs were recorded. I've got a whole file of that stuff, and, and I had never broken it down state by state. So now I'm sure I'm going to have somebody like, you know, there's some great garage bands in Texas. Yes, I know. I've already played the 13th Floor Elevators and the Moving Side, and they're going to give me bands. I'm, Roger Hitch is going to, at some point, I'm going to have to play Question Mark and the Mysterians. Good. Well, Roger's brother was the bass player in that band. So, so beyond the fact that the music's great, there's an actual like six degrees of Tony Coleman. It's only really one degree, so that works out pretty good for me. Hey, you know what? Got a little time here. I want to take some time to take care of the people that take care of me. You know who I'm talking about? It's Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. Dave Tracy, the entire SEC certified crew. Bumper to bumper coverage nine five four two four seven nine three six two. This is a Chevellathon. Over there now. Boy's going crazy. He did the first Chevelle. Now he's got two more Chevelles in there. Plus, he's got one of one. He has this truck. It is an F-150 convertible. And they only made one as a trial thing, and he's got it. It's ugly. It is just the ugliest truck I've ever damn seen. But it's the only one in existence, and you know, if you're into that kind of stuff. My car, driving great. And I don't know jack shit, which means my mechanic is great. And that's my guy, Dave. Seriously, anything you need done, you definitely want to go to Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida. You can go to the SoFlowRadio.com webpage. Click on Tony C's Groovathon, and right above today's lineup of songs, which I post every right after every show so you know what's being played, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works there. Click on the link. Tells you everything they do, which is everything. Okay, you want to know what they do? Everything on a car. That's it. You're done. That's it. They don't every. If it's if it involves an automobile, bring it to Dave. And mention the Groovathon. Mentions you heard about on the Groovathon, and there is a discount involved. He will take some money Ooh. off, take a percentage off. He'll do something good for you. Besides fixing your car properly for a very decent price, which is what he's going to do anyway, whether you mention the Groovathon or not. So why not get a few more ducats in your pocket? You know what I'm saying over here. In any event, I picked out a song this week. I'm always into shredders. This one's going out to a friend of mine, Drew Gaten. He's another gearhead out there, more of a motorcycle guy, but he knows his guitar players. Gary Moore uh, has a basically his go-to song. It's called Parisian Walkways. It was originally recorded in, uh, I wrote this down, so it was 1979, and the original lyrics, it was co-written by Phil Linnett of Thin Lizzy. Both of them were in Thin Lizzy together, and I played Coliseum 2, which was Gary Moore's band later on, mostly instrumental stuff with Don Airy, and that was John Heinzman's band. Don Airy, of course, then went on to play with Deep Purple and stuff like that. Gary Moore is one of the great guitar players. Yeah, that's the end. There you go. That's That's it. it. He passed away a few years ago. 
Um, but this is a live version, and it's all eight minutes of it, baby. And if you're not, if, if you think you're into guitars and then you don't like this song, then you're not into guitars. All right. You're just not. So it's the Drive Group of the Day. Gary Moore doing a live version of Parisian Walkways. Enjoy eight minutes of absolute shredding bliss. It's the Drive Groove of the Day on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
that's guitar, baby. That's fucking guitar right there, right? Gary Moore just making everybody else look like they suck. Pretty much, you listen to that song, it's like, really, there are other guitarists in the world? Who cares? You know? Between him and Rory Gallagher, that little that little island over there, I, you know? I'm telling you, Ireland, Ireland spawns them out. God bless them. We don't have that much time left in the show. I've got a really long song that is so fucking groovy, I can't stand it. Both of us uh, here, myself and George, big Propeller Heads fans. Yeah. We love that. These guys actually get a lot of great stuff done. Very good show today. I was loving it. I've got so much groove left over. I think next week's show really is going to have to be much more music, much less talk. I think we're going to... I'm, I'm adding at least another 20 minutes worth of music to next week's show. Well, you can blame Donnie we, I'm, for distracting I, us. I blame Donnie for fucking everything, man. What the hell? Why not? They're all giving him praise for everything. None of that's legit. I might as well blame him. That's about as legit as giving him... By the way, if he'll pay me like he's paying some of these other people to show up at rallies and everything, yeah. This is one of those things. You know, when he did his original rally, uh, what's her name on MSNBC, uh, Rachel Maddow, she spent Mm -hmm. the first half hour of her show going on and on and on and on about how he had paid actors in New York Mm -hmm. City, these people, 50 bucks. I was like, who cares? Right. There's important issues out there to discuss. You want to talk about how Donald Trump's eating up all the time and space, yet at the same time, you're a snake eating your own tail. Right. Basically, right. they created the monster. They want to go away, and yet they just can't stop looking at the car accident they want to keep talking about. Yeah. And all the while they're talking about it, everything they talk about is complaining about the fact that they're talking about it. Yep. I like that. They, they really hate the fact that they're doing what they're doing, and yet they can't stop doing it. Y'all are Trump junkies. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's the new term now. Trump junkie. I'm a Trump junkie. A Trumpie. Yeah, no, just a Trump junkie. They're all Trump junkies, baby. George, you have a good time today, man. I had a I great wanted, time, yeah. I wanted to thank you again. Once again, the George Rodriguez Show. Most Fridays. Most Fridays. I don't know. Yeah, because the beach is the right beach there. The beach is right there. Right. From 12 to 3. Yeah. Lots of local stuff. You're always going to find uh, local musicians, local comedians, Local yep. people who are in the art it's, scene, it's, mostly. It's all about what's going on down here. And then a lot of uh, hyperbola and stuff and nonsense. We talk a lot of shit on the George There is show. a lot of shit. You told me last week you mm-hmm. ran out of Fox. You really- I, I, I did. I don't know if it's an epiphany or a nervous breakdown. I don't really know the difference between the two. <laughs> Maybe it's just the way that people describe them, you know. But I just I ran out of Fox, uh, but the beach. I'm here yeah, for you. Yeah, thank you. If, you've, if you've ever listened to me talk, I can tell you for I have not run out. All right. Well, if you have an extra one laying around extra. at the end of the I'm week. I'm from New York, baby. Yeah. I got fucked for days, pal. All right. All right, let me tell you about the fucks we got over here. Next week, bring a box of them. I'll a see box? Which, I'll see which fucks I want. I'll rummage through your dump fuck. truck up to your house. I'll fucking dump a bunch of fucking right. fucks right on your fucking lawn. I want to rummage and see which you ones I want. Rummage through the fuck box. Quality right? fucks. You need quality yeah. fucks. No, this is true. You know what? I need to start cursing less. <laughs> I've decided that. Is it uh, your kids? A, this is just ridiculous. Explain There's got to be better way. to my daughter that it's all it's an art it's allowed. It is allowed. You know what, though? I'm using it too much, and I think that's something I'm going to have to focus on because right. I should be able to get my point across without having to curse because, you know, like I've always said, the Democrats don't have to lie. They just have to that's get right. their point across in order to win. As long as you understand what they're saying, they'll win. As long as you just <laughs> keep listening to the Republicans, well, yeah. you're going to be one of them. Beaners. Beaners. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Groove with Don's always good. Guess what? As always, I have been given permission by my man, George, 
to bring you some extra groove today. Went through, uh, I'm not sure which channel, I think it's El Rey, suddenly got a hold of all of the James Bond movies. So now they're on a James Bond-a-thon, which, fine with me. Great. I love it. There's always that one month of the year where I, I'm not sure which channel it is, but they just show every damn James Bond movie throughout the entire month. Why not? So, you know, you get your fill. I get to catch up on all of my stuff. And I know it's sacrilege. I'm going to say it. I know this is terrible. But my favorite, James Bond. Look at the Pierce, I'm freaking out. Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Roger Moore. Like, no, no. I liked I Roger Moore <laughs> when he was there. I love, I love Live and Let Die. I love that movie. I love the movie Live and Let Die. Pierce Brosnan did a fine job. He was I'm a not arguing at all. He was driving the tank, straightening the his tie guy, The new guy, the guy, I don't like Daniel him. Craig. Like, these are completely different movies. He's I know. Like, well, they, now they've gone are, back because you yeah. know the, the Ian Fleming novels were like nasty ass shit. Yeah. You ever read the originals of these? No. Nah, it is um, it's dark. Gritty. It is dark. He wrote very, very, very dark, um, womanizing, bloody. It's really, you mm. know, some really dark stuff. And they they cleaned it up a little. And now I think with the movies with Daniel Craig, what they're trying to do because. The people that make these movies, you mm. know, uh, Cubby Broccoli's kids now. Right. Um, these guys, they're really trying to get back to the purity, you know, of the Ian Hunter. Because well, they have of a lot of competition Fleming, now. The Ian Fleming. Yeah. Well, no, it's, I think it's because now people can handle it more. Yeah. I think people are used to that kind of darkness and mm. violence and or grittiness. Grittiness. There we yeah. go. Grittiness in their movies. And so I think they've they've founded, you know, they're allowed to do it. And, you know, I went over to James Bond thing because the last song here at the Propellerhead's doing their version of On Her Majesty's Secret Service. And it's cool beans, baby. It's absolutely cool beans. I've got a whole file full of this stuff. I could I could bring one more one more song of these guys in every day to finish it up. But we're going to do it with On Her Majesty's Secret Service from the Propellerheads. As usual, for myself and the man, George, over here from the Groove with Don an attitude of gratitude, which means it's aloha. Peace. Good night.
Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com. 